Welcome to the Lift Church podcast. We pray that this message encourages you and inspires you to live up to your God-given potential. Thanks, Nate. Um, you may you may realise that I've you know got these uh, crutches up here. Um, well, it's true, I do. I just thanks. You can just thanks for that, Nate. Appreciate it. I'll just give you one of those. Um, a mate, a mate called, said to me that I should call myself the Moon Boot Preacher. Um, I've got a, I've got a Moon Boot on today, and so, but, um, but we're just so happy to be here. We're really privileged to be here with you guys. I remember, um, in January this year, we would never have dreamed that we'd be planting a church in Perth. Um, Jess and I have been living in Melbourne for the last four years, and we wouldn't have dreamed that we would be here as, as well, preaching at, um, at Lift Church. We remember three years ago when uh, the announcement was first made that Lift Church would be planting and we're like, who's going to be the pastors? And we found it was Nate and Beck Four. We didn't know you guys, but we're cheering you guys on. And so it's really been so good uh, to get to know you guys a little bit more. And, you know, as you already know, um, your pastors are just so community-minded. They're so, they so care about other people. And um, even in the midst of, you know, this building, this campaign to, um, to raise funds towards getting the, the hub happening, over there, even in, in the midst of that, just the generosity of their hearts to spend time with us and to also to invest in us. It's just, we so appreciate it. And so, and also the fact that your, uh, you know, pastor was voted into the ACC state exec, I reckon deserves another round of applause. Just a real heart to, just to continue to serve our movement. You know, he, he could batten down the hatches and just focus on just here, but they've just got such a heart to serve. And so, and we're here with just a couple of our guys here, um, Everlife Reps, so put up your hands over here. Um, in fact, 50% of us here have crutches, and so, you know, <laughs> you're kind of going, I'm not, I'm joining that church. <laughs> so, we're just believing for a healing ministry, so, so it's good. So, it's a real privilege to start this great series, um, all about hearing the voice of God. You know, it's um, Loud and Clear, I think is the title, Turning Out the Volume of God's Voice in our life, and it's, so it's, I, I love, it's such an adventure to live our, our, our journey, being able to learn how to hear the voice of God, there's nothing more exciting than being led by the voice of our Creator, um, it's also quite dangerous, you might be moving into state and planting a church or something like that, but, um, but it's so exciting, you know, the Bible says in Proverbs, it says, without vision, my people cast off restraint. Without vision, people cast off restraint. There's no restraint. They just do whatever it feels like. They're led and driven by, by circumstance. They're, can I just pass this to you as well, Jess? Thanks. They're led and, led and driven by circumstance, whatever feels good. They find themselves in a situation. But, you know, God calls us as followers of Jesus to be intentional with our lives, to be, to be vision-led in our lives so that we live restrained, focused lives and so it's really exciting to know that that um, this is a series that God has led Lift Church in because for me I believe that um, you're going to be able to discover to a new level how to hear the voice of God in your own life and how to enter into the to live intentionally in your life and and collectively as a church you know we're discovering what it means to really follow after the voice of God there's there's no greater exciting adventure and so this morning um, I'm going to be speaking about tuning in tune in is the title of my message and um, so before I start, I'd love just to pray. I don't know if you've been here to church before, whether you're a visitor or, or not, but I just really believe that um, God wants to speak to you this morning and He wants to um, just teach us um, to recognize what His voice sounds like, the sound of His voice. So um, I just invite you to join me as I pray for us. Cool. We just thank you 
God, that this morning is about you, God, wanting to speak to us. And we just open up our hearts to you, God. I pray that you take my, you know, my normal words, God, and that you'd really take them to make a supernatural impact in our life, God. That we learn more about who you are this morning, Lord, and that Holy Spirit, that you just speak to each one of us, to, to where we're at right now, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Awesome. Um, sometimes I think that God speaking to us is a little bit, bit like tuning into the radio. I think in, in Perth, there's about 43 different radio stations that are always beaming out their broadcast. Um, and the difference is whether you're actually going to tune into that. I think it's Nova FM is the most popular channel. Does any, any Nova fans out there? I think 14.7%. There you go, a couple, 14%. You're like, we're Christians, we don't listen. Um, but 14.7% <laughs> apparently, 1.3% listen to the ABC News. So apparently we like listening to hit songs and knowing what's going on in the world. Um, but, but tuning in to God is a little bit like tuning into the radio station. Have you ever jumped into the car and started driving and you're listening to the song, you're listening to the content of what they're saying and you're like, this doesn't sound like my radio station. And you ah, someone else has driven the car. They've changed the station. Um, you know, there's, there's a specific sound that comes in with each radio station. And just like tuning in to the sound of God's voice, is, there's a unique sound that God has when He speaks to us. And so I'm sure you're going to hear over these series how to hear the voice of God. But what I want to talk about this morning is what God's voice sounds like. So you recognize the different, I guess, frequencies um, of what God's voice, to recognize the frequency, frequency when you tune in to God's voice. Um, and so, I don't know if you've ever spoken to a friend and they've been talking about another friend and they begin to talk about what this friend apparently said. And as they're talking, you're kind of going, well, that doesn't, that doesn't really sound like something that they'd say. That doesn't sound like something that's consistent with their character. Although you didn't actually hear what they said, you recognize, now that doesn't sound like them because of the content of what they said. And in the same way, we, we recognize God's voice, not so much with our ears, because, I mean, who's heard the voice of God audibly? Maybe a couple of people. But we, we recognize the sound of God's voice by the content of what He said, by the character that is revealed. We can recognize whether we're tuned into the voice of God by getting to know His character, by getting to know who God actually is. And the more that we get to know God, the more that we will recognize his voice. And so when we think about God's character, who he is, God's revealed himself many different ways, but three of the most significant ways I want to touch on this morning. Um, and the first way is that God has revealed his character, who he is through creation. And so when we look at creation, we get a bit of a taste of what God's like. And man, creation is awesome. I mean, we see the majesty, the majestic nature of God through the stars and the waves. But one of my favorite aspects of creation and who God reveals a part of who He is, is with food. I mean, God, <laughs> can I hear an amen? Yeah, come on. Um, <laughs> Nate's like, yeah. Um, I love it because God could have created us like a car. You know, we hook up to our fuel bowser once a month or once a week and we get fueled up and we keep on going. But God created food to be tasty and all these ingredients. And there's unlimited amounts of ingredients and cuisines all over the world that we can, we can put together to, for, for fuel for our bodies. And I think God's revealed a little bit of himself through that. He, he, he loves us. He cares about taste and, and things like that. Um, one of the most second significant ways that God's revealed His character or who He is, is through the Word of God. Um, we know that the Bible, the width and the breadth 
of the Bible from the beginning to the end, all 66, I think it is my pastor, I should know, um, 66 Bibles, um, books of the Bible reveal God's character. Not necessarily one little bit pulled out of context, but the, the width and breadth of Scripture speaks, it reveals who God is, what is He like. And so when it comes to hearing the voice of God or recognizing the voice of God, then if you hear God say something that is not consistent with the character of God as revealed through Scripture, then it's not God speaking. It's to recognize that's not the sound of God's voice. The, the, sound, of voice, the sound of God's voice sounds like who God is as revealed through the full counsel of Scripture. And then we come to the third significant way. There's other ways, but the, the most significant way that God has revealed who He is is through the person of Jesus, fully God, fully man, through the person of Jesus. And because the Old Testament points is all about Jesus, the Old Testament points towards Jesus, and then the New Testament points back to Jesus, where Jesus is the, the central revelation of who God is. When you want to know who God is, what is, what is God like, then we, we look to the person of Jesus and Jesus himself. He said, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. If you want to know, get to know God, then get to know me. Have a look at me. Have a look what I, the life that I live, but also have a look at what I've done for you. And you can get an accurate taste. You can tune in to who God is, to what God is like. And, and you may have heard of a, a pastor called Bill Johnson, and he calls Jesus perfect theology. And theology is the study of God. I want to get to know God better. And he said, Jesus is the perfect revelation. It's like a reveal, pulling back the curtains, a revealing of who God is, of what he is like. And so when we see Jesus, we can recognize the Father. And so, and there's a key verse that really reveals, and there's many, many verses, but one of my favorite verses is from Romans chapter 5, verse 8. And this reveals so much of what Jesus did for us because it was Jesus' life, but then the center point of Jesus' life, as we know, is the death of Jesus and the resurrection of Jesus and what he did for us. So Romans 5 verse 8, it says, but God demonstrates, he shows, he demonstrates his own love for us in this, that while we were still yet sinners, Christ died for us. And I, and I love the way that God doesn't just talk about his love for us, but he demonstrates us. Um, his love to us. Um, sometimes we can think that we're such great demonstrators or activists because we like a page on Facebook. You know, I put my email into a thing and I'm, I'm signing a petition. Yeah, take that. And it's like, whoa, I'm so passionate. It's like, no, hey, God, like, he demonstrated his love for us by God stepping down into the earth, the, the creator, to willingly be crucified by the very ones he created. That God would humble himself to that extent, um, to, to die, to go through the suffering, to, to prove on that cross the extent of his love for us is absolutely mind-blowing to me. And, and he didn't just do that for good people, he did it for you and I. Um, you know, we're, we're, we're good, but we're so not good as well. And the fact that God demonstrates his life for us while we were yet at our worst point, while we're ignoring God, we're blocking Him on Facebook, we're not interested in Him, we've turned away, we're living our own life, we're not interested in Him at all, but God demonstrated His love. He wrote the blank check. He, he, he pre-loved us before we were even interested in Him. And this is who, this is who God is. And so the greatest revelation of God's character is the cross. The cross is the filter through which we filter every voice through. 
If you're thinking, am I, am I hearing the voice of God? Am I, am I tuned into the right channel, into the right frequency? The filter through which we filter every voice through is the cross, what Jesus has done for us on the cross. And so um, sometimes we can listen to other voices in our life that speak to us. There's many, many, many voices out there. And one of them can be our past. Maybe our past speaks to us, things that have happened to us in the past, things that we've done in the past can it's kind of like a past can mount up evidence against God and say, no, this is what God's like. Or our present circumstance, we look at what we're going through and, and we question, God, this is happening in my life. Do you really love me? Do you really care? You know, for me, I look at my moon boot here. I won't show you a picture. It's pretty graphic. Some of you have seen it. Um, from state conference, it was the last session. And I said to Jess, maybe you won't go to the last session because I had to drive back to Perth. And, but I thought, oh, no, they're going to be praying for healing after that. And I've got asthma, so I'll believe for healing. And so I stuck around for the last one. They did a pre-show. And on the pre-show, there was a basketball hoop, there was trampoline. And um, they were inviting people to come up and do slam dunk, dunk contests. No one else is volunteering. So I'm like, I'll go. And so I leap off the trampoline, miss the slam dunk, and I land between a gap between the mattresses, and my foot ends up going almost right angles, and it's ugly. And, and so I go, well, God, do you really love me? Do you really care about me? What if you got the guys who were setting up the mattresses? What if you shifted it so the gap between the mattresses? You knew, you know, do you really love me? You know, I, I, don't, know why, I don't know what happened, you know, those guys that set up, gee. Um, you know what, I'm actually not that interested in why. Okay, what's my response? God, I know that you still love me. Of course you love me. You proved it beyond reasonable doubt when you gave your life for me. I will never doubt the, the love of God. I know that there's many things in our life that try to preach to us as evidence, like in a court saying God doesn't love you, he doesn't care. But you know what, the greatest revelation of who God is, is the cross, what God has already you know, I want to encourage you, never let what your circumstance, never let your past, as, as tough and as, as challenging as it is, and God acknowledges it, He cares for us in it, but He's already declared the extent of His love for us. And so therefore, this morning, what I would love to do is to make it really clear, loud and clear, what God's voice doesn't sound like. What the voice of God doesn't sound like. And so as, as you're tuning into these stations, you know, sometimes we can have these default auto-tunes in our car. We've got those numbers in the car, number one, number two, number one's Triple J. No one listens to that here today. Um, I do sometimes. Um, number two, you know, there's this station, and we can have auto-tuning in our radios, um, on the radio in the car or wherever we're at. Um, and also we can have auto-tuning in our hearts. We have these auto-tunes to these certain different stations, these different frequencies that we can... A mistake has been the voice of God, but I believe what God wants to do this morning is to remind us, to set our auto-tuning, to remind us what the voice of God sounds like. So as we're going into our world, we can be propelled forward into everything that He has for us. And so the first, the first thing that God's voice does not sound like is fear. Fear. Anything that is based in fear is not the voice of God. You've got the wrong channel, the wrong frequency. Um, I love the verse from 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7. It says, God has not given us, He has not given us a spirit of fear. He has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Um, you know, where there's fear, there's fear of judgment, there's a fear of death and through the cross. When we apply the filter of the cross 
to fear. We know that fear has no place when it comes to the voice of God because the cross has already dealt with fear of judgment. The cross has already dealt with Jesus' death on the cross. He's paid the price for our sin. With Jesus' resurrection, he's already defeated the greatest power that we should fear, and that is death. He's, he's dealt with fear. He's dealt with the enemy's work on the cross. And this verse says that, no, when the voice of God speaks, when God speaks, there's a sense of empowering that comes with the voice of God. Fear seeks to cripple us. Fear disempowers us. But the voice of God empowers us. It leaves us feeling empowered. You know, fear, I don't know if you've experienced before, I know I have, but fear brings this hazy kind of confusing fog. But when the voice of God speaks, He gives us a sound mind. He speaks with clarity. Sometimes we can take a little bit to get that clarity, but eventually there's a sense of clarity that comes. Um, and yes, there's a, there's a difference between fear and sometimes God will, you know, Pastor Nate used the word sober. Um, sometimes there's an element where God will um, gently, as a loving Father, warn us. There's a level of pulling back the curtains and revealing, hey, if you keep on going down this direction, then man, it may not be the best thing for you or the people around you. Yes, sometimes there, there, there's those moments of, whoa, this could happen, but it's very different to a spirit of fear that cripples us and leaves us stuck in the same place. So fear is not the sound of God's voice. Another wrong channel that we can tune into, we can have auto-tuning in our hearts to, is accusation and condemnation. And I'll put these together because they're quite similar. Anything that is based or comes from a place of accusation, you're not good enough, you've failed, you've done it this time, you've crossed the line, no, you, you should just stay right there. Condemnation, you, you stay in your corner, You've, you've done the dash, you're, you're not worthy. Yes, Jesus kind of forgives you, but do you know what? Um, that's enough now, you just stay there. Um, there. There's a sense of really being pushed down. Um, but I've got, I've got quite a few scriptures here this morning, and so, you know, who loves the Bible? Um, the next one, Revelation chapter 12, verse 10, it talks about how the accuser of our brothers and sisters accuses them day and night. We know that the, the plan of the evil was to consistently, continuously, not just during the night or just during the day, but consistently always accuse us. I know what it, it feels like um, when you're living under this cloud of consistent accusation that can really be something that, that prevents you from stepping into the things that God has for us. Um, condemnation and accusation leaves us feeling trapped, like there's no hope, there's no way out. But the difference between condemnation and conviction is when conviction comes it always brings you hope there's, there's always clarity there, there is a way out now romans chapter 8 verse 33 i love it it just smashes these two things when we apply the cross as the filter it says who will accuse those whom god has chosen who will accuse those whom god has chosen no one for even god himself has given us right standing with himself you know sometimes we're our own worst critics we accuse ourselves God's like I'm not accusing you but we'll often listen to the lie of the enemy we'll, we'll, we'll agree with him we'll be accusing ourselves who then will condemn us well the one that could is God but you know what he doesn't no one for Christ Jesus died for us and was raised to life for us there's no there's no accusation left there's no condemnation in Christ Jesus he was raised to life for us Again, condemnation leaves us hopeless, but conviction shows us a way out. When you're tempted, 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 13 says, when you're tempted, he will show you a way out so you can endure. 
You know, God will show you a way out. Maybe you have fallen, but you know, you know what? The enemy says you've fallen too many times in this certain area. You know what? You've, you've, you've just done your dash. This is who you are. You're going to stay with this problem, accept it, deal with it. But do you know what? The truth is a lie. God will show us a way out when we're tempted, both when we're tempted with the thing and both when we've fallen for temptation. God will always show us a way out. There's always hope in God. And 1 John verse 1, 1 John chapter 1 verse 9, I love it. He says, if we confess our sins to Him, if we confess our sins to Him, He's faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and cleanse us from all wickedness. If we confess our sins to Him, he, he's, he's so good. He's so, so good to us. Um, so this is what God's voice sounds like. It is not fear or accusation or condemnation. You know, I know that through my life I've failed a lot of times. And, um, and when there's this relentless accusation and condemnation, I know that it's, it's, you can get to a place of compromise and going, you know what? I'll just settle for the status quo. Okay, then I, I won't ruffle too many feathers. I won't make any great ripples with my life. I'll, okay, I'll just, I won't attempt anything great for God because I know that I, I should just be happy with my life. But Jesus, he's like, no, 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 no. I don't want you to stay there. I have so much more for you, which is why this last voice is not God and it's intimidation. You know, God, God wants us to have great faith to do great things. You know, when I look around this room here, at Lift Church, you know, I, I see people, and, the, and the, I know the enemy, the devil sees people with a lot of potential going, man, if they just get hold of faith, maybe not their capacity or I'm this or I'm good at that, but, but when they get hold of faith, it's like unlimited the things that God can do through Lift Church in this area, what God can do in your life. And so the, the enemy will intimidate you to distract you from using your faith in life. If the enemy can intimidate you at the beginning, You'll you give up before you've even started. And so when we apply again the, the filter of the cross to intimidation, we immediately recognize this, this isn't the sound of God's voice. I know sometimes we can confuse it as God's voice. We think, oh, it's wisdom, you know. The Lord is showing me that I, I'm not, you know, I'm, I'm not, you know, I should just be happy with my lot and content. Mate, come on. I know sometimes we need to, you know, for Jess and I, we've, we've, we've been, you know, having to, um, challenge, be challenged. We've had to navigate through this challenge of intimidation ourselves. You know, where we moved from from four years in Melbourne in a comfortable position there at a great church and friends and 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 a great community over there. We love Melbourne sport. Thank you, Jesus, and the MCG, our second church, is awesome. And um and then we're called to plant a church, and so we get here, right? That's that's a challenge enough. It was great, but we get here and we're visiting these churches, and people are like. You know, especially within the first week, they're like, great, great. Oh, good on you guys. Have you, so have you got a place, to, a venue? I'm like, no. <clears throat> Just trusting the Lord. I'm like, they're like, oh, um, cool. So, oh, you've got a team, right? Like, no, no, no. Actually, no, not at the moment. <laughs> There's no one. I mean, we do now. You know, it's a, f- a few few months in. Thank you, God. You know, we've got a solid team of about 22 and 35 sort of circling, which is awesome. And we have these two again who are with us. It's great. Um, but it was an intimidating thing. It's challenging. And, and, and you go, well, well, okay, God, was, was that really you then? Should we plan to church? Was I just fooling myself and thinking that we could do this and we can be, in, and you think, was that God, wasn't it? But again, I want to make it loud and clear. It's not the voice of God. And we've got some 
filters some, some scriptures to show us not. Romans chapter 8, verse 37. No, despite all these things, despite no venues or teams, <laughs> or despite provision, or despite all these things, overwhelming victory is ours through Christ who loves us. This is the sound of God's voice. This is his frequency that we can tune into. The next one, Galatians chapter 2, verse 20, says, I've been crucified with Christ and I no longer live. Now, we've given life a good go, haven't we? And we know how far we can get on our own. But guess what? It's no longer lives, me lives, but Christ that lives in me. The life I now live in the body, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. We have Christ Jesus, the power of the Holy Spirit in us. We can do all things through Christ who gives us strength. And then Ephesians chapter 3, verse 20, where it says, God is able to do immeasurably, immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine according to His power at work within us. It's like I feel a faith begin to rise as we, as we apply the cross, as we look at the character of who God is. We begin to realize, no, 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 this is the sound of God's voice. It's a voice that doesn't intimidate. It's a voice that empowers us. It's a voice that says all things are possible for us in Christ Jesus. And so God wants to encourage us this morning to tune in, to tune in to the voice of God, to get to know Him. And, um, and so I just invite the worship team just to come up as we, we get into closing. Um, and the thing is, the way that we tune into the voice of God is by getting to know Him better. You know, Jesus said in John chapter 10, verse 27, He said, My sheep listen to my voice. I know them and they follow me. And, um, and there's, it's a great example when Jesus was talking about sheep recognizing the voice of God. We've probably heard it before, but, you know, sheep that are bred and raised in um, ancient Israel was a lot differently to the way that we do it in Australia. In Australia, there's tens and thousands of sheep. We herd them together with motorbikes or sheepdogs. There's no way that the farmers would remember all their names or even bother to name them. Um, but the, the shepherds, many of the shepherds in ancient Israel, even today in some places around the world, still name their sheep. But the point is that the sheep recognize the sound of the shepherd's voice. They recognize the frequency of the shepherd's voice because they spent time with him because, or her. They, they, they recognize the sound of the voice because they know the shepherd. And this is the invitation of God to, to know him deeper. I watched a YouTube video that proved this. And there's an experiment done and three people actually called to a flock. What do you call a flock? A herd of sheep? Flock? Not flock. I think, yeah. A flock of sheep. Oh, from New Zealand. Okay, cool. Great. You're one of the three people who live there? Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. Um, and they did this experiment. They got, you know, three different people to call out to this flock of sheep. And the sheep were just ignoring them, tuning out. You know, they're just eating their grass. Don't bother me. Um, but then the farmer calls out, and immediately, it's, it's just crazy. It almost brought tears to my eyes watching it. And the, the ears, you know, perk up. They turn around, and they run towards the voice of their... Hmm. Yeah. And the way that we get to know God, the sound of His voice, is by getting to know Him. And we know the different ways we can get to know Him. We get to know God through reading the Bible, understanding who God is, um, by praying, spending time with Him, listening to Him, coming to church like this. You know, I know, we know the reality of a busy life, right? It's like, hey, bare minimum, let's, let's like drag ourselves to church sometimes. It's like, if that's all you do, it's like, you're okay. 
That's right, come. Just continuously make it a practice to come. Spending time in worship, worship with God. You know, sometimes there's only some things that can be expressed with music or song. Um, and to spend time with creation, get to know God by spending time in creation, many other ways. And I'm sure you'll learn about some of those over the next, over this series, very exciting series. And so what I believe this morning is God just wants, the Holy Spirit just wants to delete some of the auto-tuning in our hearts. You know, I don't know whether some of you are experiencing, I've experienced all these and many more, but I don't know whether there's one or two of these that specifically relate to you, this sense of being intimidated or a consistent accusation or condemnation or, um, or fear in your life around things and you've confused it as the voice of God but I believe that God the Father, Jesus the Shepherd is saying, no, 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 that's not me. This is what my voice sounds like. So maybe we could just all close our eyes across the room. And just think about that default auto-tune sometimes in your heart and I just believe that by the power of the Holy Spirit that God's just going to delete that auto-tuning and and begin to set a new auto-tune. And I believe that over the coming month and over the coming weeks that you're just going to be recognizing the voice of God. God's going to give you the grace just to discern. No, 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 no. That, that is not the voice of God. And so, Holy Spirit, I just thank you that you come right now. Well, God, I, I just pray for those that have struggled, Lord, with, with fear. In Jesus' name, I thank you that your love casts out all fear. Or fear of the future, Lord, or fear of what may be fear related to how you might see them. And in Jesus' name, I thank you that right now you break the power of that fear. Well, God, those that are struggling with a relentless accusation and condemnation where they feel trapped and there's no hope moving forward, today I declare the freedom and the hope that Jesus brings by the power of his name, by his death and resurrection, that he's defeated every work of the enemy. I declare the love and the grace of Jesus to wash away all guilt and shame. And Lord God, that you create, you propel us into the great things that you have for us. You propel us into your arms as a loving Father. And God, I pray for those that are battled with intimidation, Lord. Those that, that know the dreams that you put in those heart, in their hearts, Lord. Those that have felt stuck, Lord God, because of all kinds of thoughts that they have about themselves. I declare a release from that lie in Jesus' name. And I thank you, Lord, for the boldness for the courage that your Holy Spirit brings, Lord, that there'll be a default auto-tuning into the voice of God, Lord, that gives us courage as Christians, Lord, more than any other people on earth, Lord, to be stepping into the great things that you have for us, God. Lord, we worship you. We exalt your name. Thank you, Lord. Let's just, let's just thank him now together. Let's just worship his name. Thank you, Lord. We worship you, God. This morning, we lift up your name, God. We thank you for your goodness towards us, Lord. You're the good shepherd. You're a good God. You're a good Father, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. You know, just before we end, we're just going to sing a worship song just in a moment. But um, I don't know whether there's people here that have heard the voice of God. That You know, the greatest sound we can hear from the voice of God is the invitation from the loving Father to say, will you open the door of your heart? And will you, you let me in? And when we open the door of our hearts and we let Jesus in for that first time, um, our, our world changes. You know, when God comes into our lives, when Jesus comes into our lives, our, we really become a new person. We're really switched on for the first time. And so I don't know if any of you have, have done that, have, have taken that initial step to enter into a relationship with God. Well, the shepherd, 
the Father, God the Creator, He, he longs to know you. We've been talking about us knowing God, but God longs to know you this morning. And, and the truth is that through what Jesus did, as we've been hearing, He's paid the price for our sin. He's taken our guilt and our shame to wash us clean. And not only that, but He gives us hope beyond this life. He gives us hope that although we die, because Jesus has defeated the power of death, that we know that one day we'll go on to be with Him forever. And he's, God has done this through Jesus. And so and this morning, I'm just going to say a simple prayer. And in this prayer, the prayer goes, it basically says, God, I know that I've stuffed up a lot of times, but I thank you that you forgive me. You give me a fresh start. I'll say yes to you. I invite you into my life to come and have your way in me. And so just once again, with all eyes closed right now, we're not going to ask you to raise your hand this morning, but if that's you in your heart, you know, God sees your heart. And I was going to say that prayer. Would you say this prayer in your heart along with me? Almost have a picture of the door of your heart opening to Him. Thank you, Jesus. Lord God, we just come to you right now. And I'm saying this on behalf of people that may be opening the door of their hearts, maybe for the first time or, or once again, God. We, we know, we acknowledge, we confess our sin, our mistakes, our stuff-ups to you, God. We know that we've been guilty, but I thank you that you forgive us through your death on the cross. Lord God, we invite you to come into our heart. Lord God, I thank you, Lord, that right now we receive the power and promise of eternal life, of new life that will last forever because we believe that you've risen from the grave after three days in the grave, Lord. We worship you, Lord. We give our lives to you in this moment, from this moment, now and forever. In Jesus' name, amen. Awesome. If that's you and you, you said that prayer for the first time or again, there'll be um, some instructions at the end of the service, but um, the guys at the back will have this awesome Bible for you. It's a bit of a different Bible, but it's fun. It's great. It's a good start to play, a place to start. Um, but now why don't we all stand up together and uh, we're just going to sing a worship song. Let's just spend this time and take this opportunity to tune in to the voice of God. Thank you for tuning in today. If you would like to find out more about Lyft, check out our website at theliftchurch.com.au.